Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Argyle Chat. Again, there is no football for us to discuss this week as lockdown continues. But we, will, but we will strive to give you your weekly fix of all things green. Now, I must apologise for the sound quality, as it might not be as good as usual. But joining me over over the phones are Chris Errington and Jack Ball. Hi, guys. Hello, Hi, Jack. Hi, Steve. How are you? All right? Very good. Good on you all. It's set up like we normally run the New Year's thing. We're all, all together in the same room. But, um, yeah, fine. Thank you very much. And I hope all our listeners are, are well as well as we can uh, hoping and sense we all can in these uh, very strange times. Absolutely. How are you, Jack? Are you all right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, as I say, we, we, you know, we are working from home, but, um, you know, it, it's important for us guys as well, isn't it, to, to continue to do what we do and give Argyle fans their weekly dose of or daily dose of Argyle content. And the podcast is something that we enjoy doing, enjoy doing very much. So um, we were very keen to continue it for the Green Army, weren't we? Absolutely. Jack, you were up at Home Park on Saturday, weren't you? Absolutely. It must be very strange to see Home Park so quiet on a Saturday afternoon as well. Work as well, and, and 
yeah, absolutely. What this whole situation has brought home to me is what would my life be like without sport? You know, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm so restless on a weekend without watching football and even during the week when there's so little going on. I just wonder how people sort of go about their daily existence if they don't like sport. Yeah. Whether that's cr- cricket or whatever, but the fact there's no sports anywhere apart from, I think you were saying before, it's called Belarus or somewhere, isn't it? That's right, yeah. Apparently they're continuing with their national sports in Belarus. So the, uh, I think the Ice Hockey League is going ahead and so is the National Football League. And the, the Prime Minister was actually pictured at some Belarusian ice hockey game at the weekend with his pads on, ice hockey stick. And he basically said, I'm, <laughs> this is the safest place I can be because being yeah. inside the ice hockey stadium is like being inside a fridge. So I don't know if if uh, what the World Health Organization would say about that, but <laughs> yeah. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I love my cricket. There's always some sport going on. So, that and an evening with the remote control in the hand, when I've wrestled it off the derrick and, and <laughs> the, um, um, the uh, looking through and have no sport apart from highlights and whenever, it's just, it's, it's, it's strange. And we all work with athletes on weekends. And I do, I do find this weekend really strange. It felt like something missing, it really, and, and I know it's obvious. Yeah, absolutely. Try and, um, try and cure my endorphin system. I was trying to find. Do you remember the program that was on Sky Dream Team? Oh yeah. I was trying to find a box set for that, but I can't find it anywhere. I was going to buy it, or I was going to get a chance to watch that because I I loved that back in the day. And <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel watching it now. It's obviously quite dated, but I used to really enjoy that. But I can't seem to find that anywhere, so I'm struggling. Well, I think there might be a reason why that's not available on box set, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Over the, over the over the years, and uh, we've watched some absolute crackers. Uh, real. That's that's been my sort of thing for the last couple of weeks, really. You know, watching some of those. So uh, I don't know if Charlie ever listens to our podcast, but thank you, Charlie, because you, when you look back at some of the Argyle match day moments we've done over the years, they over the last couple of years, they, they are fantastic. Um, the production quality of them is. is Oh yeah.
a, a spare 24 hours or two, you mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because uh, I, I they, think... will have to cut, they'll have different periods of cut weekends and stuff. So because of, obviously in my new job, I, I tend to work Monday to Friday. So and normally, you know, no matter what job you do, by Monday to Friday, you would be like, oh, I can't wait for the weekend. Yeah. And I sort of just have that feeling. <laughs> then it got to Friday evening, I'm like, sure, I'm sure someone will come and do the same for the last five days. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I sit next to you at work, don't I, Jack? And I can tell the listeners that are, that are listening to the podcast that, Jack, I think you really got your love for football back this season, didn't you? And certainly for supporting Argyle. Yeah, absolutely. Going back to what you were saying, though, Chris, and uh, Charlie Rose's matchday moments, I think we should give a shout-out to all the media teams, not just at Argyle, but up and down the country, because they're, they're working hard to you know keep that engagement going. And there's so many great things going around at the moment, isn't there? I know Leighton Orient set up the, uh, the, the, the FIFA World Cup thing, or not World yeah. Cup, but you know what I mean? They got all the, all the pubs involved and had that big knockout competition, didn't they? But that's one of many things that are going on right now in order for fan engagement to continue. Eighty-eight thousand, yeah, incredible. That was incredible, wasn't it? So, um, we're all, I think everyone in the media is trying to come up with ideas and content and engagement and things like that. Because, as I said earlier, if you can get away from what's going on in the real world, the big world, just for half an hour or an hour or something like that, take your mind off it and um, reflect on something that we all enjoy, then that's Absolutely, absolutely. It's certainly. Absolutely. Well, talking about that, how did you enjoy that, Chris? Commentating on a on a FIFA match. It was certainly a first for you, wasn't it? Dog charging around the 
I think you did a yeah. great job, Chris, because it's so difficult to do a commentary at the best of times, yeah. let alone a FIFA game right. when you've got yeah, and when you've got no one to bounce off as well, it makes it even more harder again. Absolutely. And if, it does, and if it doesn't come hard doing commentary, then you can always try and get Vince Errington involved. Definitely. It should be said as well, of course, Argyle unbeaten in those two games. A one all draw against Exeter and then a two 0 win against Grimsby. Would you have taken those results, Jack? In real life. In real life, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, Chris, you mentioned. <laughs> Chris, you mentioned there earlier on about being stuck up a crane. Um, of course, we heard yeah. the news over the weekend about Dan McCauley sadly passing away. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. sure you've come into Dan many times throughout your your time covering Argyle. What's your memories of of Dan, apart from being stuck up a crane, of course. Left field appointment at the time, um, but again, he, he 
Absolutely. I think back to the Argyle team at that time, and as you say, he invested so much of his own money that they were almost like a Peterborough of today. Do you know what I mean? Peterborough have a reputation for picking up all the best of uh, lower league and non-league talent You know, these days. Back then, that's what Argyle were doing. I'm thinking of like um, Paul Dalton, Steve Castle, Kevin Nugent, players like that. Absolutely. Jack, it's probably before your time, isn't it, Dan McCauley? But I'm sure you would be well aware of Dan McCauley, the chairman and the person, and, you know, what he did for Argyle. Absolutely. And as Chris said, our, our condolences go to Dan and his family and friends, of course. Um, yes. Jack, you're going to take us out into the break with your halftime teaser? Okay. Have you got any ideas, Chris? 
Okay. <laughs> well, we'll find out after the break. Well, welcome back to the second half of the podcast. Uh, Jack, are we going to get the final clue for this Frenchman? I haven't got a clue who this is. I did think it might have been the guy that was at Torquay for a bit as well. I've, I've, the name escapes me. Uh, French guy, but I don't think it is him. Is it a midfielder, Jack? Oh, uh, yes, I think he was. Shall I guess the name? Yep, go on then, Chris. Was it John Philippe It was. <laughs> Wow, what a great story. When I was researching that, I thought, I don't recognise that name. I clicked on it and thought, well, yeah, he's a football game. That's surely going to be a bit obscure, Chris. You've got it out for three clues. And you have a great story about him as well. That's Absolutely. Uh, all the players in charge of Germany would have to be calling it like four games. Uh, <laughs> and that would be a tough one for you to get. <laughs> right, we're getting uh, back I'll to the... I'll have to work harder for the next week. Yeah, come on, Jack. You need to up your game. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I thought that could be the first one where Chris might be a little bit snubbed. <laughs> but getting back to the podcast then, guys. There was a little yeah. bit of, uh, of news this week and um, academy news, really. Carl yeah. Curtis is leaving his role as the assistant manager of Plymouth Parkway to go to Argyle. Uh, he's taken up a coaching role within the academy. Do you know any more than that, Chris? He's going to be um, a senior age group coach. I don't know if Yeah. And Carl Curtis is number two to, to leave on the Parkway. Um, they've both done a tremendous job at Parkway and we'll discuss that later on. 
Yeah, I always think with people like that that have been in the academy as well, they know what it's yeah. about and they know what they didn't get or what they did get, you know, things that don't work well and things that do work well within the academy. And they can, yeah. you know, try and improve that aspect of of the academy, I guess. Yeah, I think it can only strengthen that bond between Argyle and Parkway and that link-up that they have going forward. Just discussing Parkway, and um, obviously there's a lot of Argyle players at the moment that are out, or young young players that are out on loan at lower league clubs. I'm thinking Truro and Alex Fletcher, of course, is at Tiverton. A real shame to see the non-league season ending prematurely when you know some of those young players have got so much to play for right now. I think we're getting to that point. Well, I, I don't think it's going to happen in the short term, but I think if we get to the end of June and we're still in this situation of lockdown, I, I, I can't see how they're going to finish the season, can you? Yeah. 
No, absolutely. I, I take your point, Jack. I think when you look lower lower down the, the, the league structure, though, and when you look at clubs like Parkway, and ta not so much Tavistock, but they were playing catch-up with their fixtures, and they were falling a long, long way behind. So, the, you know, they actually only played just over half of their league games this season. So I think it's a little bit easier to call it null and void when they haven't played. You know, whereas we look at the Premier League and the EFL, and we're into the last 10 games of the season, you know, with some of the non-league clubs, they're just over halfway through their fixtures. I know, I know that's some of them these days. There were some teams where the league had already won the title. Yeah. Season. Well, it's, actually, it's, 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 it's a difficult one. I, and I, I just think that you can, you can have some rules and some are not for the others. But like I said, there's going to be a point where you have one division where teams aren't going to get relegated because there are no leagues getting promoted. But teams who had division rules still go up. So it's, it's a tough one. Yeah, I think it was Guernsey or Jersey, one of the Channel Islands teams that have won every single game this season, or they're, they're undefeated so far this season and won the league, but they're not going to get promoted now because the season's declared been declared null and void. And you think of the financial costs for them as well, coming over to play on the on the mainland every other week. You also have, you also have to wonder whether some of these teams maybe would have played over, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. It's a tough one. Well, it's I interesting... Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I actually spoke to Stuart Henderson at Tavistock last week and he said if they had the chance, the players would play through the summer. And I said to him, yeah. I, I can understand that because I think non-league footballers, whereas for you know EFL and Premier League players, it is a job. Those that play non-league football do it for the love of the game. And they would. They would, play, they would play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday if they had to. Do you know what I mean? Just to play all those games and finish the season. Absolutely. What what do you think will happen with the EFL? How do you see it panning out? Do you agree with that, Chris?
I totally agree. I think we'll get to a stage where um, some of the restrictions on the country will be lifted, but I can't see there being any mass gatherings for quite some time. So my personal view is that I think they'll play the games behind closed doors. They'll use iFollow for season ticket holders to, to you know be able to watch for free. The ordinary match get, match day going fan will be able to subscribe to iPlayer and watch it for say ten pound a game. And unfortunately, the games are going to get played behind closed doors. But at least everyone will still be able to get their football fix then, and the clubs will still be able to make some sort of money from the matches. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Well, I think contracts expire at the end of June, don't they? But I think clubs are obliged to pay until the end of July. There's a, like a, a four-month uh, leeway period. So yeah. I, I think but the every, every division has to have the same sort of rules because you can't yeah. be having some matches snapped up, one season still being played, and then every week it's delayed. Everyone has to come together, yeah. and there has to be some sort of unified rule. In my view, if it's going to work. Yeah, I, th I think that's what will happen. My, I, I personally think that we'll get to the end of May. And they'll make a decision to see what it's like at the end of June. But I think if we get to the end of June and things are going to be the same, I, I, I just fear the worst. And I think they're going to say, look, we're just going to null and void the season because there's too many legal implications with regards to player contracts and things like that. And we'll just start again from whenever we start again. Yeah, potentially. I think a lot of clubs are going to be reliant on the goodwill of fans to say, look, I understand what's happened. Don't worry, I don't want a refund. It'd be interesting to find out, actually, because obviously the rugby season's finished below the Gallagher Premiership, which affects Plymouth Albion, of course. And I'm sure there are, you know, there are plenty of Plymouth Albion season ticket holders that'll be in that exact boat right now. Agree. Well, chaps, thank you very much for your time. Are you still there, Chris? Thank you, Tim. <laughs> yeah, it's been lovely. It's all a bit strange doing it like this, but um, I think we've covered a few topics there, haven't we? So, yeah, um, we tried to do our best. Oh, pleasure. As I say, I enjoy doing the podcast. So, uh, And it's also nice to be able to speak to people as well, because I live on my own. So it uh, gets a little bit lonely talking to these four walls all the time. <laughs> <laughs> one thing worth, one, worth mentioning to you is that the ESL, the Premier League and the FA are having more talks this week. Yeah. So I suspect at some point between now and Friday, we're not going to get Stefan 
absolutely. Well, as I say, thanks to you guys for joining me and thanks to you out there for listening. Um, stay safe. You know, the sooner we all abide by the government rules and what have you and stay at home, the sooner hopefully this will all be over and we can get back to watching football and talking about it as well. So stay safe. Take care. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.